Welcome to the IoT Idols podcast. I'm Ryan Cousins, co-founder and CEO of Critical. We help bring bleeding-edge technology products to market through a combination of hardware and software modules and professional engineering services. We believe every innovator has a powerful collection of experiences and knowledge that can help inspire others in their field. If you have a story you'd like to share, stick around at the end of the show and we'll explain how you can be a guest on one of our upcoming episodes. In just 15 to 20 minutes, you could be the next IoT Idol. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to another great episode of IoT Idols, Innovators to Watch. I'm your host, Mike Freeman. Our guest today is Scott Cochran. He is president and CEO of Cochran Supply and Engineering. You can find out more information about Scott and his company at CochranSupply.com. That's C-O-C-H-R-A-N-E Supply.com. Scott, thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Mike, for having me today. You're welcome. I uh, was on your website. Uh, I was checking out a little bit of what you guys do. Um, 1967 was when you guys first started. So can you tell me about how the business has grown uh, since that time? It's quite a quite a long time. Yeah, I'd love to, Mike. Yeah. So it's a family company. My dad started it back then. Awesome. Um, and and what we do is we sell uh, building controls for HVAC and electrical systems in large large buildings. And uh, back when my dad started it, it was all about burner control. So he was always trying to make sure boilers didn't blow up and stuff like that. And and okay. he, he really was a uh, controls guy. So he loved controls. And so as the industry continued to innovate new control systems, my dad was always one of the first people to pick up those products and bring them into the markets for the contractors to use. Um, and I simply followed in his footsteps. I just kind of came in at the same time that that really the internet came in uh, into the industry. And so um, where where I came in, I started bringing in IT people and things like that into the into the mechanical electrical industry. And uh, and with that, we started to connecting these systems from the buildings into the internet. And uh, of course. Then IoT came up and we were like, hey, man, this is where we belong. So uh, yeah. so we've been just stretching our legs on that IT side since then in the building zone in terms of connecting mechanical electrical systems. And, and really our goals are things like comfort, energy efficiency, safety, security in these buildings, right? Those are the ultimate goals. But but sure. with the digital enhancements we've seen in the you know over the last say fifty years of running the company, it's it's more fun than ever to be in that space, frankly. So that's great. And with all the innovation and constant improvements of technology, 5G on the way, uh, where do you see the industry heading? It's a great question. So we, as uh, in terms of uh, HVAC and electrical systems, just in the last couple of years, they really became IT centric, if you may. Prior to that, we were really working on older networks, like the old telephone systems, Right. Um, so we're just now in that IP stage where things are getting, the building systems are getting connected on networks and those networks are, are becoming connected to the internet. So so, so right now we're just at that phase. And so where do we see it going in the future? Well, obviously we're seeing a lot of investment in cloud capabilities for the buildings, right? Okay. Taking some of that building data offsite 
doing artificial intelligence, um, doing, um, you know, digital twins, things like that. So we're starting to see that is affecting our industry. And then on-prem, you know, locally in the buildings, of course, the cost of the computers and the, the chips keep coming down. So, so the, 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 the controllers or the, the things that control the building on-prem are becoming much more powerful. So they have things like web servers built into them now. They have Bluetooth. You know, you can have app control now in buildings, things like that. So you're going to see a lot more capability in the building and how how the people in the buildings can interact with the building because we're just finally unlocking that data inside the building and getting it to the big picture so it can be utilized by the occupants. So much more, um, I, you know, occupant enhancements coming in the future in terms of the building becoming more responsive to the people in it because we're we're able to harness the data from them in the building and bring it together in new ways. So a lot better occupant experience, I think you're going to see in the big buildings in the future. So, Excellent. Uh, I remember when I first installed the Nest thermostat at my uh, my job in Massachusetts, and um, that's probably more of a small scale compared to what you guys do. Um, but how do you, how do you uh, uh, deal with customers? Uh, is there apprehension to this new technology? Is it quite simple to get them to come on board with what type of service you provide? Yeah, it's, it's really tough, Mike, um, because, you know, one part of our industry is the construction industry, the people who build the big buildings. And frankly, they don't like to take chances. Right. <laughs> you know, they don't like to like look at technology as something that's going to help them build a big building, right? They believe in, you know, like what they've done before and this works. And sure. so moving that industry in the technology direction is a nightmare, frankly. I mean, you're talking layers of people you have to talk to. And, and again, this, you're talking about this technology going into the building, maybe like two, 3% of the total spend of the new building. So how much right. time do they want to spend on it? But my God, when it doesn't work, they're like, why doesn't this stuff work right? And you're like, well, you know, because you didn't want to talk about it when you were building the building because you were worried about windows and all this other stuff. So it is, it's a big challenge for the construction industry to let this technology come in, right? Um, and then and then from a facility standpoint, the people who run buildings, mechanical, electrical engineers, you know, a, until recent times, they had no like IT education. So so nice. a lot of a lot of the people who are mechanical engineers, electrical engineers, are nervous about bringing too much technology in because then they worry their mechanical electrical engineering applications might not work the way they want it. So there's some, there's some hurdles there to get over too um, with, with educating those folks. So. Is that the biggest challenge um, you face is the education of how it's not only cost effective, but it's going to save people time, more data, obviously means you can see where there's issues and problems and fix those. Is, is that one of your biggest challenge, if not the biggest? Yeah, I think getting people to, um, you know, like they don't, like they can pay a little more for better tech, like they can pay a little more for better technology and they're going to get just so much more benefit out of it versus not paying that little bit more, staying with the older technology, life cycle costs, like how long that building lasts, it could be a hundred years. And you're going to pay for it every year. You didn't make that initial investment in the right technology. Um, and right now it's so critical because you're talking about whether you run this, like, are you going to run telephone wire in your building? Or are you going to run like cat five, cat six, right? Right. right. I mean, cause if you're going to keep running telephone wire, that, that, that's a problem. 
Okay. And, uh, and, and so getting people to understand that in that industry, yes, that's a huge hurdle. So. Excellent. Yeah. Well, um, 1967, that's over 50 years. Uh, our show is IOT Idols, Innovators to Watch. Clearly at some point, like you said, you, you've kind of ushered in the IT and the internet of things into the company. Um, can you share with us any specific uh, story or maybe there was an event that happened where you can look back and say, uh, this was a failure or this was a great success. And, you know, some of our listeners can take that and maybe implement that in what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Mike, this is a, this is a little bit of an old story, but I think it still holds true for people today. But so my dad who started the company and ran it very successfully for the first 20, 25 years, when I came in, you know, we didn't have computers on the desk. We had like asynchronous terminals and fax machines. And mm -hmm. uh, I convinced my dad to put like desktop computers in and an IT network. And we did, then we'd have email and internet access and stuff. And my dad was so against it, right? He's looking at the bill. He's like, are you kidding me, son? We operate perfectly fine the way we do. But I convinced him to do it. And he did it. And we outsourced it. And the managed service company that put it in, these guys came in and they installed the Ethernet and the switches and set up the computers. And I befriended them. I was so curious. So I just spent time with them and, and got to know them. And then they got to know me and they, they asked about my business and I kind of showed them what we were doing. And that was really neat back then, right? You guys control a whole building with that computer. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So, so long story short, they put in the system. And we get to the end and the guy who put it in for the company mentioned he was leaving the company and was unhappy, the IT guy. And I said, well, um, how about coming to work with me? And he said, well, you know, your network's already in. I mean, you're, you know, you don't really need me. And he said, no, I said, no, you're not going to help me. You're going to help my customers with all this software that I'm selling them. And so the move I made 20 years ago that has totally turned us in a total different trajectory was... I hired an IT guy to focus on supporting software for contractors in an industry that had no IT people in it. Wow. So I, I crossed that bridge and that put us, our mentality has never gone back. And because of that, I think that's why we're considered an IoT leader today is because we lead with tech now. I mean, IT and tech in terms of the buildings, that's where we start. And then we go back to the electrical mechanical engineering. And that's all because of you know, bringing an IT person and not just to do IT, but to actually focus on the business that we were working on, um, separate of our own IT needs. So, so that's my story. Um, but it has both true. It's been the biggest difference, I think, in terms of us being such a great innovator on the IoT side. So, oh, that's amazing. That's a great story. Yeah, um, you got in a little bit about yourself. Obviously, you said your father started the company, and can you tell us a little bit more about? your background? Were you interested in other things? Were you always wanted to uh, run the family business? Yeah, no, I was, I'm the old mafia story. I was out and they sucked me back in. So uh, <laughs> just a regular kid. I like sports a lot. Went to college, got a four-year degree. And of course, moved to Colorado to become a snowboarder like any good 20-year-old would. And, sure. uh, and uh, you know, um, time went on and uh, it became right for me to come back and help my family with the business. So I, I came back in and like I said, the biggest thing I did when I took over was I really, I brought that IT element in. 
Um, and uh, I've, I've really put a lot of investment into it. We've, we've got a whole team of IT people now. We develop all sorts of new innovative um, concepts for our industry. Um, as I mentioned, we're hosting a huge event called ControlsCon coming up. And in that, we're going to unveil some technology that no one's ever seen before in our industry. We're we're going to do some augmented reality stuff with some hollow lenses cool. and integration in our industry. And, and while nothing here has not been invented, we're simply taking these pieces and putting them together for the first time in our industry to demonstrate how this how technology can really change our outlook on the performance of our industry. So anyhow, so I'm all like that. I'm just like a big old nerd about this stuff. It drives my wife and my family crazy because, you know, if I start talking at home, they just shut me up because I'm <laughs> still like nerdy about it. And uh, I just got a huge passion for pushing this industry forward. I don't know why. I guess I guess because it's so darn dog slow, somebody's got to do it. So that's why I, I like to push and I write a lot of little articles about it. I publish them in a, uh, in a uh, in a magazine called Automated Buildings, and then I um, okay. I also do a lot of different speaking parts for like um, industry events, um, like IBCon and uh, and then um, you know like AHR Ashray things like that. I participate in that, so I like to do a lot of public speaking as well. So um, so yeah, yeah, that's a little bit about me. And I run the company on the side, of course, a little job. Um, sure. But, uh, it's 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 a fun job. So, well, we thank you for uh, being an innovator and an entrepreneur. And as as slow as it may be, it sounds like you're you're on the path to right the ship, and uh, not only make it faster, but um, more adoptable. So, I'm going to thank you for our listeners as well because we need people like yourself out there innovating and and bringing this technology to people that really could use it. And as an entrepreneur myself and uh, you know, businesses, uh, they need this technology to survive. It might cost them a little bit more now, um, but if it makes it more efficient, somebody can free up that labor to go do something else. Um, so that's that's incredible. Thank you very much. Uh, I don't know how, how often you hear that. I would imagine you do hear it quite a bit from your clients, especially when they realize uh, uh, what your service has done for them. Yeah, thanks, Mike. I, th- I like to think we have happy customers and uh, we work every day to keep them happy. So uh, I appreciate the sentiment for sure. No problem. How many employees do you guys currently have, Scott? Uh, we're just under 60. Um, we got six locations opening a seventh and an eighth here real soon. Um, we're located primarily in the Midwest is where our branch locations are. And uh, we're stretching out west to Colorado and other areas out there right now. Um, so, but, um, we also host a lot of training. Our training is mainly virtualized. So, uh, so it, it you know, anybody anywhere can, uh, c- is a customer for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, we're, we're looking to continue to grow and offer a lot of great options to our, our contracting partners out there. So, yeah, uh, to anyone listening, check out the website, CochraneSupply.com is a whole bunch of information on training, licensing, uh, the products and services that uh, you guys have. Um, you did mention um, you have a group of IT. What is your process for innovation? Um, is it uh, the 60 employees? Is it, uh, you know, yourself? So, you know, we, a few masterminds we or? <laughs> well, the key to, the key to innovation is culture. So we drive culture into everybody. We have a lot of fun. 
Um, the other thing we believe is in, in personal diversity in their work life. So all of our IT guys, none of them do one thing. None of them are just developers or just support people or just R&D. They're forced to spend time in all three areas. So all three of them do direct market support. All of them do, you know, direct software development and all of them do their, you know, R&D. And by keeping them well-rounded, they're just so much more valuable to our customers in the industry, so much more capable. So, yeah, so culture and then just, you know, just don't let people pigeonhole themselves just because they're good at something in your business and technology. That just means they can be good at something else. Okay. Keep that in mind. I I think the secret to really working with IT people is to keep it fresh, you know, keep it fresh all the time. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about the event you have coming up and how they can be a part of it? Yeah. So controls con controls con, just like the word.com for more information. And uh, this is a a BAS industry event. We are a distributor for companies like Honeywell, Johnson controls, acuity brands, Schneider, Siemens, people like that. So, so this is a chance for them to come out and show our customers all these great products they've been developing Um, And then we also do a lot of uh, business case studies with real life examples where we, we, you know, we're we're, we're talking, uh, we got Google, CBRE, um, University of Kentucky, we got some fantastic speakers from there going to talk about these real life technology instances in their buildings and what their goals are as companies for their buildings and why they're bringing technology in and the rate they're bringing it in. So we're going to have some really neat conversations with them and, uh, and then we're also, uh, we have our, our IT team, along with IT folks from other industry uh, vendors, they all come together and they just do a tech session like none other, where they all try to introduce new new ideas, new concepts. And uh, again, we're going to be introducing some augmented reality stuff, um, a lot of different cloud stuff, uh, just a whole bunch of new tech releases you're going to see in that. So um it's a completely virtual event. So um, anybody can attend anywhere and uh, it is a recorded event. So um, if you happen to get this podcast after uh, May 7th, um, you know, this uh, you can still go to controlscon.com, sign up and uh, get all the recorded content. So uh, it'll be there for uh, quite a while. So um, we're really hoping to share this with the industry and, uh, and as many people as we can. So, um, so yeah, so for your listeners, Mike, if uh, if they use the code Freeman F R E E M A N in our in our discount code, they'll get a free registration. So we'll awesome. uh, so for any of your listeners, um, they get a free registration if they put Freeman in as uh, the code into the discount code when they sign up. So excellent, that's great. Yeah, thank you very much. Yep. Yeah, no problem. Problem. But, uh, before we go, I, I'd I'd love to ask you just because it sounds like you're so knowledgeable in this area to, to some of our listeners that are engineers, software developers, even entrepreneurs uh, because of this ever-changing landscape of technology, just multiplying so fast. What advice do you have to somebody that's getting in and maybe overwhelmed with where they should focus or, or how they go about, uh, you know, getting a job or uh, working for somebody like yourself? Well, I mean, if you're talking about people that want to really get into these innovative companies, you want to show the personalities that we look for are people that are get excited about change, people that have a background of learning new things on a repetitive basis, and, and people that 
you know, want to make a difference, right? I mean, those, right. that's really, you know, you really, those are the characteristics of the people that are successful around us and in, in what we do for sure. So, um, and then in terms of the, you know, getting into new innovations and stuff, I'm just telling you, Bill Gates was not the first guy in his, in his arena. Like it's That's, never the first guy in just keep that. I mean, I've seen the greatest inventions in the world that went nowhere in IOT went nowhere. And then the third guy in is the millionaire. So I don't know why it is that way. I'm just saying, just saying. <laughs> so, anywho, that's the other thing for people looking to start a business. It's you may have the best idea in the world, but guess what? If people aren't ready to accept it, it doesn't do you a damn bit of good. So you gotta you gotta look for things that are kind of out there. People are ready to accept it, and there's a need for it already, right? There's got to be. You don't make up the needs. You have to understand the need that's out there is is the key, I think. But but anywho, who knows? Innovation no, comes from all sorts of sources, so you never know. Yeah, that's great advice. Uh, characteristics and personality and vision uh, may may be better than uh, someone's resume compared to what they uh, what they've accomplished or what they can do. Um, if they have the right attitude and uh, can make the team better, um, I'm sure in a lot of these industries they can be trained uh, specifically for what you need to do if they have the right personality. So, uh, very much appreciate that advice. Uh, Scott, can you tell all of our listeners where they can find you and more information about Cochrane supply and engineering? Yeah. The best place is our website. Like you mentioned, www.cochranesupply.com. And then our event we're hosting is www.controlscon.com and, um, all sorts of, you know, great information on there. Um, and you can always LinkedIn ID me. I'm on LinkedIn. And um, yeah, so great. You know, those would be the places to stretch us out. We got a great TikTok site too, by the way, for you TikTokers. Cool. Okay. Look up apply on your TikTok. Um, and uh, we're trying to really, you know, we're, again, it's all about that fun and culture. And, and uh, so we're, we're trying to bridge that gap as well with TikTok and some other new um, new social media platforms we're playing with. So. Excellent. And to our audience, uh, use the code Freeman and you'll get free registration. So thank you very much for that, Scott. Uh, We appreciate your time today. I know you're a busy guy. So we we thank you for the time that we did have. And uh, again, you can check out Scott at CochranSupply.com as well as on LinkedIn, Scott Cochran. Uh, Thank you, sir, for being with us today. It was a pleasure. And for everyone listening, we'll catch you on the next episode of IOT Idols, Innovators to Watch. Hey, this is Critical CEO Ryan Cousins again. Thanks for listening to this episode of the IOT Idols podcast. If you're an accomplished engineer, inventor, product manager, or technology entrepreneur, and would like to be featured on an upcoming episode, please go to critical.com slash podcast slash apply. That's K-R-T-K-L dot com slash podcast slash apply. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend or share it on social media and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. If you know someone you'd like to have us interview, let them know about the show or tag them on social media using the hashtag IOT Idols. We're always looking for great guests eager to share their stories with our audience. We're regularly posting new episodes, so make sure you subscribe to our podcast, follow us on social media, and join our mailing list at critical.com. 
Thanks again for listening, and until next time, be excellent. <laughs>